Welcome to a talk from St Saviour's Sunbury. We hope that it blesses you. If you have a few minutes, I'd love to share with you a little bit from the book of Mark. So as a church, we are working our way through the Holy Scriptures, this Bible here, the Word of God, and... Um, oh. Or at least two-thirds of the way through. Probably more than that. So well done if you're keeping up with us. We are now... Oh, we're actually moved in from Mark. And we're, John? I always have to go through the four Gospels in my head. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. I don't know. You think I would know it by now. I always have to recite it myself. Like, you know when you do never eat shredded wheat? Do you do that? North, east, south, west. Uh, so uh, a couple of things that have um, I've kind of been drawn attention to. Uh, thanks to Richard... Uh, who spoke last week because um, one of the things that he got from the book of Matthew um, was about how you... Matthew, Mark? Yeah. Mark, Matthew, Mark, yeah, Matthew. Um, was about... Uh, see, I had to do it again. Uh, how do you respond to God? How do you respond to Jesus? And I thought, what a great theme, and we'll pick up um, some of that this week. So uh, I'd love you to turn to your neighbor, uh, if you've got a neighbor. Uh, if not, you can just um, talk to yourself. It's fine. But I want you to say... Tell your neighbour who it is that you listen to. Who do you listen to? Make of that question what you want. Who do you listen to? Turn to your neighbour and share that. Um, okay, so, so who, do, who do you listen to? That's fine. I don't need to know the answer. Um, then turn to your neighbour and say, whose opinion do you respect? Whose opinion do you respect? Have a chat with your neighbour. Cool. Okay. Uh, next question. Who do you trust to tell you the truth? Who do you trust to tell you the truth? <clears throat> Turn to your neighbour. Who do you trust to tell you the truth? Great. If your boss said jump, would you say how high? If your boss said jump, would you say how high? Back, back in the, again, I grew up in the 70s. Uh, if your neighbor came around asking for a bowl of sugar, this is what we used to do, kids, when we grew up in the 70s. Your parents would send you next door for a cup of sugar. Do you remember that? We're running out of sugar. Can you go next door? If your neighbor turned up and asked you for a bowl of sugar, would you say yes? Yeah? If the queen came to your house, would you give it a bit of a spring clean? Would you get the nice plates and cups and china out and... The queen, if the queen came to your house, if you knew that tomorrow morning the queen was on a visit through Sunbury, would you spruce it up a bit? Who would you do that for then, I wonder? Who would you get things in order for? <laughs> Stop ruining my punchline. Stop ruining it. Get to the end too quickly. 
So, Mark, the whole book of Mark is answering a, a very big question. Who is Jesus? This is the point of his book. This is why he's written 16 chapters, is to reveal to us who Jesus is. And, and how do you respond to that? If Jesus is who he says he is, how do you respond? That's the question, isn't it? How do you respond? So the first eight chapters of Mark just take you on this journey of who he is. It starts with Mark 1. Has anyone got a Bible? Could somebody read a Mark 1 1 for me? Mark 1 1. This, this is the gospel. This is the good news of Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. So immediately, without any inch of a doubt, this is who Mark says Jesus is. So we can be in no doubt as we start to look at Jesus, the story of Jesus' life. Mark lays it out completely bare. The Son of God. This is the gospel. This is the good news. What about Mark 1.11? Somebody look at Mark one eleven. Who said again? And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, whom I love, with you I am well pleased. So this is the voice of the Father. So this is the Father confirming just a few sentences on a voice from heaven came and said, you are my son, speaking about Jesus, whom I love. You are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. What about Mark 9, 7? Who can get to that? Who needs a microphone? Where is it? Wait, 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 wait. Then a cloud appeared and covered them, and a voice came from the cloud this is my son whom I love. Listen to him. Halfway through the gospel, God speaks again from heaven, says, this is my son, confirms the father speaks, the father's voice. This is my son. This is my son. And to finish it off, how about 1539? Mark 1539. Are you getting the, getting the gist of this now, William? And when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus saw how he died, he said, Surely this man was the Son of God. A Roman centurion, not even a Jew, not an Israelite, somebody who stood there at the end of Jesus' life and said, Surely this man was the Son of God. Are you getting it? So who is Jesus? He's the son of God. And that fulfills prophecies from the Old Testament. He's the messianic king. If you go to 2 Samuel 7, 14, Psalm 2, 7, Psalm 89, 26 to 27, you will see these prophecies about the coming son of God. He's also known as the son of man. If you look at uh, through Mark, you'll also hear Jesus being referred to as the son of man. Who can turn to Daniel 7, 13? 
Because this can be quite confusing things. Son of, son of God. Well, I think we've kind of wrapped that up quite nicely. God says, look, this is my son and him I am well pleased. So he's, he's come from God. He's been sent by God. Son of man. I don't really understand what that means. But if we look at Daniel, Daniel gives us an explanation about who this heavenly figure is. Has anyone got Daniel 7.13? In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man, come in with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. Want more? He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Thank you. So, uh, and just to, to make sure that we have got that Son of Man, uh, Mark 8.31. So this is a heavenly figure, Son of Man, heavenly figure, honoured by God. All peoples, all nations will praise him, will bow the knee, will worship him. Uh, who can turn to Mark 8.31. began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. So here's Jesus claiming to be the Son of Man. So we've got a prophetic vision from Daniel written hundreds of years before. This is who the Son of Man will be. And here is Jesus in chapter 8 claiming that he is the Son of Man and is going to be handed over to those people to be crucified. How about 9.31? 9.31. He's got chapter 9.31. Nine thirty-one. For he wanted to spend more time with his disciples and teach them. He said to them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of his enemies. He will be killed, but three days later he will rise from the dead. Here he goes again. Just a chapter later. I am the Son of Man. The one that Daniel was talking about in the past is referring to me. He's pointing towards me. I am the Son of Man. I will be betrayed, handed over, and I will be crucified. And what about 10? This would have been so prophetic, prophetic, poetic had it been 1031. But it's 1032 to 34. So 831, 931, and then 1032 to 34. Who's got that to read out? They were on their way up to Jerusalem with Jesus leading the way, and the disciples were astonished, while those who followed were afraid. Again, he took the twelve aside and told them what was going to happen to him. We are going up to Jerusalem, he said, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles, who will mock him and spit on him, flog him and kill him. Three days later, he will rise. Do you get the feeling that sometimes we don't really understand who Jesus is? Do you get the feeling that these, these guys who got to spend a few years with him still didn't really get who he was? Like he has to say it three times. 
He even took his disciples to one side, away from the crowds, and spoke to them directly, face to face, looking in the face of Jesus, the Son of God, whom we've already, we've already clarified, he is the Son of God. And here he is having to remind his disciples again that I am the Son of Man. Who is Jesus? Who is he? If he is who he says he is, it changes everything. Absolutely everything. If he is who he says he is. How many people in Mark's gospel, or how do the people in Mark's gospel show their faith, show that they believe Jesus is the Son of God and the Son of Man? How do they do that? Putting it bluntly, they don't do it very well. (laughs) They don't do that very well. How do you show your faith? in Jesus. How do you show that you believe in Jesus? Putting it bluntly. Sometimes I think that we think God, God the Father, is like this Father Christmas type figure. Maybe we're on the the good list this year, perhaps we're on the naughty list, maybe he's going to give us something good, maybe he won't depend upon, you know, what we've done in the past year and He's there for us to write this kind of list of, I'd really want this and I'd like this and can I have that, please? Maybe we treat him a little bit like Father Christmas. Maybe we treat him like the Easter bunny. Maybe we treat God like the Easter bunny sometimes. Maybe we treat him like a genie in a lamp. If he could just grant me this one wish, I'm going to rub the lamp and hopefully the genie that is God will come out of that lamp and grant me this wish. Is, is that how we show our faith in God? What does it look like for you to show your faith in Jesus? Faith in Jesus is not convenient. (laughs) It's not convenient. It's costly. It's costly. Convenient to me would be following God in a couple of years' time when my life is much more in order, when my kids have finished school, that would be really good. Maybe, bless her soul, when my mum has passed from this earth. That would be really convenient for me. And you'll hear a lot of vicars, you'll hear a lot of leaders of churches say, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to wait here because I need my kids to finish their schooling. They will put their needs of their children's education above the call of God, above their faith in Jesus, above their trust in God to have it all covered, to be who he says he is, the son of God and the son of man. You will hear, I will hear my colleagues say, I don't want to go too far away from where I am because I want my kid to be able to continue studying where they are. I don't want to disrupt that part of their life. You'll hear that. How do you show your faith in Jesus? How do you show your faith in Jesus when you're being sent somewhere from where you're really enjoying yourself? How do you show your faith in Jesus when things are going really well? How do you show your faith in Jesus when God is doing incredible things, amazing work in our local schools, in our community? 
do you say, no, Jesus, I'm going to stay here. I'm not going to listen to what you're going to tell me to do. I'm going to stay here and hang around and enjoy myself. Or do you just go? Do you hear God's voice and do you go? Or do you show your faith in Jesus by saying, not now? Not now. We'll wait another time when it's more convenient. How do you show your faith in Jesus when you're being sent to a foreign land? To a place where they don't even speak English? (laughs) How do you show your faith then? If God calls you somewhere else, how would you show your faith? If God told you to go to Tajikistan, would you go? Yeah. If God sent you into the tower block over there, would you go? You know where that is, right? (laughs) Through that window. You can see it. God doesn't have to send you to the other side of the world, but he has got you on a mission. And he is saying, trust me in the mission that I'm giving you. I have got a plan for your life. I don't know what his plan is. He does, and you're going to need to work that out with him. I have a plan for your life. 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 And it involves journeying with me. It involves going. What does Jesus say at the end of Matthew? Stay. Hang around for a little while. Kick back. Sit in the garden and enjoy the sunshine. What does he say? Go. Go. Go into the whole world. Where does he say to go first? Just outside your door. Sometimes we think it's about being sent to the other side of the world. Maybe somewhere in Africa, perhaps somewhere in India, maybe somewhere, somewhere like that. We think, oh, that's mission. That's when, when God says go, when he speaks clearly to us to go, we're going to have to go to the other side of the world. And sometimes it might be going to the other side of the world. But mostly God is saying to you right now, go to the people just outside this door, to the people that you live next to to the people that you will wake up next to tomorrow morning, to the people that you will be standing next to at the bus stop tomorrow, to the people that you will see at the school gate tomorrow, to the people that will be there when you work in your office tomorrow, to the people when you log on to Facebook in an hour's time, or even if you're on it now. Those people, (laughs) he is saying, go, go. How do you show your faith in Jesus? Be obedient. Do what he asks you to do. But only if you think he is the son of God. Only if you think he is the son of man. Otherwise he's just a fraud. And I say don't follow him at all. How do you respond To Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, the chosen one of God, the Lamb of God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, Savior of the entire cosmos. Not just Sunbury. 
even places like Malibu, the Savior of the whole world has chosen you by name and says tonight, I love you. How are you going to respond to that? <laughs> How are you going to respond? I'll leave you with that thought. For more information about St. Saviour's, please visit our website at www.stsaviorsunbury.org.uk.